This is Points North, a show from Interlochen Public Radio, where we hear about life in northern Michigan through the news, the people, and the places. I'm your host, Dan Wanshura. Coming up later on the show, it's almost deer hunting season. But is Michigan doing enough to combat chronic wasting disease in deer? There's always a balance with this. You know, if you go too far, too much at one time, you certainly risk losing that social or political support. Plus, how it could spread to humans. But first, at the beginning of the year, the Michigan Department of Natural Resources banned deer baiting and feeding across the entire Lower Peninsula. Then in July, it was banned in parts of the Upper Peninsula, too. Many in the hunting community say without baiting, hunting numbers will go way down. Chad Stewart is the deer specialist for the Michigan DNR. He says the number of deer licenses sold this year is down, but that's part of a consistent decline in deer hunting that's been happening for years. As of right now, our deer license sales are down about 4%, and that's pretty standard rate of attrition that we see annually every year. Stewart says hunters are getting older. Many of them are in their 50s and 60s, and there's just not enough younger hunters coming up behind them to keep those numbers from falling. The DNR did temporarily ban deer baiting years ago, but even after that ban was lifted, hunting numbers continued to drop. I think the rapid or, you know, massive decline of hunters because of one regulation is somewhat overstated because there are a lot of reasons why hunters pick and choose why they they go hunting. Baiting can certainly be one of those topics. Stewart says other reasons are due to family commitments, work schedules, and individual health. Now, all that said, he does say those license numbers could still change. Many hunters wait until the last minute in November to buy their licenses for the season. The deer baiting ban applies to all hunters in the Lower Peninsula, except for those with some disabilities. It's meant to stop the spread of chronic wasting disease, a highly contagious disease in deer. It attacks their nervous system, makes them look thin and mangy. The ban is pretty unpopular with some hunters and lawmakers. But banning bait will only slow CWD from spreading to new areas, and more aggressive approaches that might stop it can be political non-starters. Reporter Kay LaFond has more. Jared Novath has just finished practicing with his rifle at a shooting range near his home in Kalkaska. He's getting ready for deer season. Like many hunters in northern Michigan, he loves to use bait to lure deer, so he's not thrilled about the deer baiting ban that went into effect in January. It ain't going to keep me from getting out of the woods, so yeah, no, I'll still be in the woods. Some hunters and lawmakers say the ban will drive people out of the sport, and they question its effectiveness. Baiting bans haven't gotten rid of chronic wasting disease in other states. But Chad Stewart says that's not the point. He's the deer, elk, and moose management specialist for the Michigan Department of Natural Resources. Our department has never said that by banning baiting and feeding, it will reduce or eliminate CWD in the landscape. The ban can only slow down the spread of chronic wasting disease, a fatal neurological condition that affects deer, elk, and moose. It works by reducing nose-to-nose contact among the animals, which should reduce the risk of disease transmission. But CWD is insidious. Once it's well-established in an area, it's nearly impossible to get rid of. That's because it can build up in the soil and live there for years. Some areas in southern Michigan are likely past the point of being able to eradicate the disease. But for places where it's still new, there's hope. Doug Craven directs the Natural Resources Department for the Little Traverse Bay Bands of Odawa Indians. There still may be a time 
where if you act quickly when you first get some disease like that into an area that you can eradicate it that you can get rid of it not control it not contain it or not learn to live with it but get rid of it cwd has not yet been found in much of the area where little traverse bay band citizens hunt but craven says his community eats a lot of venison so for them just slowing the spread of the disease is not enough he wants the state to be aggressive so what could that look like an extreme example is the country of norway which exterminated an entire reindeer herd after it found three animals with cwd Early monitoring shows there's a good chance they were successful in eradicating it, but their approach wasn't popular. The state of Wisconsin and the Canadian province of Alberta tried similar things when they first discovered CWD, and without public support, their efforts backfired. Each of those cases, the, the, the protocols that they implemented to aggressively respond to disease and try and protect the long-term integrity of that natural resource were so unpopular that their respective legislatures uh, literally yanked the funding. That's Brian Richards, a wildlife biologist with the U.S. Geological Survey. Virtually every jurisdiction where chronic wasting disease has been detected, from a biological perspective, could they be doing more? The answer is yes. But Richards says legislators and regulators have to balance disease management with what is publicly acceptable. Chad Stewart of the Michigan DNR says that's part of the reason they haven't tried things like eliminating all the deer from an area. He also says the deer are so thick in some parts of Michigan that it wouldn't be possible. But Stewart says they have removed hundreds of animals, sometimes using sharpshooters, at sites in Ingham and Jackson counties. There, they had the support of local governments and landowners. In other locations, they've had to pull back because they've gotten resistance. If we can be successful at finding those early, working with hunters... Uh, or landowners to, to try to get those positive animals in that area off the landscape, you know, we feel that we might be able to have some success at trying to keep CWD confined to a fairly small geographic area. He says there's always more that can be done, but that they can't go too far without public support. For Points North, I'm Kay LaFond. I'm Dan Wanshura. This is Points North. While chronic wasting disease has only been found in deer so far, we were wondering if humans could catch it too. IPR's Max Johnston did some digging on this. He joins me in the studio. Hey, Max. Hey, Dan. I guess let's start with the obvious question, Max. Can humans get chronic wasting disease? So far, there have been no reported cases, but some epidemiologists are concerned that we could get it because humans have caught similar diseases from animals before. Um, We're talking about stuff like mad cow disease or the bird flu. Um, Humans were exposed to those through their food. So the concern is that humans could catch chronic wasting disease from eating venison or other contaminated meat. How would we know if somebody got it? Are there uh, symptoms associated with this? The tricky thing is is that with these types of illnesses, symptoms take years to manifest and show up. So we may not really know what they would be. Um, But potential symptoms of chronic wasting disease could be similar to the human form of mad cow disease. And that looked like a memory loss and abrupt personality changes in patients. But again, all this is kind of tough to tell. So is this being researched, the, the link between CWD in deer and humans? There are some researchers in Canada that are studying primates that could have chronic wasting disease. But I talked to Dr. Michael Osterholm. He's an epidemiologist that studied chronic wasting disease, mad cow disease, HIV. And he says research on these diseases are especially difficult. 
you know, we're talking about incubation periods of time from your ex- exposed to you might get clinically ill of 10 or more years. So one of the challenges we have, it's not easy to do this kind of research in a timely way. Osterholm says there's some federal money and work at the CDC researching chronic wasting disease transmission to humans. But he says there really isn't enough research or money sort of being put to answer a lot of the questions around this. Interesting. So in the meantime, what should your average hunter in Michigan do to avoid catching this or, or spreading it? Yeah, so everyone should keep an eye out for infected deer. Um, They'll look really gaunt and ragged and thin. They really live up to the name of chronic wasting disease. So the DNR also sends out advisories when they found infected deer. Um, They'll put out do not eat advisories for potentially infected meat um, based on sort of the area and county. But you can also get your deer tested at check stations across the state. We'll have a link to some of those DNR resources at our website, pointsnorthradio.org. All right, great. Max Johnston. Thanks, man. Thanks, Dan. And that's the show this week. I'm Dan Wanshura. Our executive producers are Noel Riley and Max Johnston. Catch the show Fridays on IPR News Radio at pointsnorthradio.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Mm-hmm.